let's start Hello. recording here. Yes, let's start. Let's uh, start what, the podcast. What are we starting, you ask? Uh, let's get started in hot. No, we're not the Black Eyed Peas. However, we are the Media Boat Podcast. And we, in case you don't know, are a podcast that is about the media. About movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Today is February 26th, 2020. We are almost to March. Can you believe it? 2020 already almost two months down. Yeah, that means we have to talk about March Madness. We'll get there. <laughs> but uh, we have a nice leap day, though, this weekend, uh, the 29th. So yes. uh, mark your calendars. Do not pay your rent bill uh, quite yet. Wait until Sunday. If you can. Yeah, if you can. Uh, uh, because unless, it won't be the first until Sunday. Unless you're Usher yeah. and you rent or your paycheck can't cover your rent, so you're getting turned up in the club. Yeah, but, but then if you're already there, then you're just in a bad way all, all yes. over, so don't even listen to us right now. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Media Boat Podcast, thank you for joining us. Um, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. He gives the so news. True. I tell stupid jokes like that. I mean, yeah, we kind of swap those places sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, but yeah, so let's start <laughs> into it. Uh, we begin, of course, with movies, and we begin, of course, with a weekend of box office numbers. Oh, right. And so we called it, again, rollover? because we are nothing if not um, immaculate at, predict- at predicting things here. <laughs> so, roll over. <laughs> yes, it Sonic probably the rolled over. It like did the roll-in-place thing and powered up long enough for it to just kind of go forward really fast. Just jump into first place? Because Sonic the Hedgehog is still number one this week. Second week at number one. This time, $26 million. Uh, that's just past 100, 106 domestic right now. Mm-hmm. Not bad. That yeah. is still an extremely successful film it's, so far. Yeah, it's bl- blowing away expectations. Yeah. I mean, it costs $100 million, so there you go. That's yeah. that's your mark right there. And people like it. Yep. It's making the fans happy, and isn't that what matters the most? Yes. Also, that is domestic. <laughs> Don't forget to add international to that, yeah, too. Yeah, so I'm sure it's doing really well overseas as well. Yes. Number two, uh, CG Dog and Harrison Ford star in The Call of the Wild, and that made $24 million in its first week. I'm surprised that made a lot of money. It made, well, I mean, if $24 million in a week where your your number one is 26 a lot money then yes but honestly it's not that yes but do those that birds of prey didn't even open to that i know speaking of which number three birds of prey 6.8 million dollars that's at only 72 million total domestic right now Ooh, are we done with this already been over this that this was a big disappointment if you are uh dc if you are Warner Brothers, this is not what you wanted to see. No. And the future of a Harley Quinn-verse may be in jeopardy here. Well, the DC extended EU... It's fine, but I mean specifically stories about Harley Quinn and her friends... Yeah. Probably end here. I mean... Sadly enough. She got the spinoff from Suicide Squad because of this. And they're still making a second Suicide they're still doing Squad Suicide against Squad the odds. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. Number four, Bad Boys for Life, again, against all odds, uh, stays in there with another $5.8 million. That's almost a 200 domestic. That's one ninety. That shocked me. Yeah, it's going it's to pass it. It's going to hit 200. Wow. Does, does Will Smith have something in his contract where if it hits 200, he gets, like, bonuses? Oh, he hopes, I'm sure. No, that seems like more like old Will Smith, like Will Smith 20 years ago. I don't think current Will Smith cares as much. 
No. He just wants to be in a fun movie. I mean, that's why he was in Aladdin. For his kids. Hey, they're making another one of those, too. So, <laughs> uh, well, let's see. And then number five, Brahms colon The Boy 2. Uh, debuted to 5.8 million as well. That's, uh, yeah, that's Horror. it for that. So, Horror film. Not a great opening, but again, you were up against um, Sonic strong again. competition, even if you were a horror movie in yep. February. <laughs> so, there's your top five. Moving in to, well, actually, before we go into movie news, did you watch any movies this week? Nothing. Oh, ooh, did I? Did you? I'm going to go with no. No. Okay. Well, we'll catch. Well, maybe I'll ask you again before we move out of movies, just in case you remember something. Okay. All right. Moving into movie news. Of course, the biggest, well, two of these stories, are actually, both these stories are really big. What am I telling you? Yeah, we're doing two stories. There's two stories, but one of them um, happened first, I guess you could say. But The but... order of operations says one happened before the other. All right, pop some champagne because we did it, everybody. We, uh, pop half of your champagne because we half did it. Well, I mean, it's pretty good news regardless. Harvey Weinstein is sentenced. He was found guilty and... He will be sentenced on March 11th after being found guilty of criminal sexual assault and third-degree rape in his New York sexual assault trial. The jury took five days of deliberation after a seven-week trial to settle on the guilty verdicts. With this, he will have to register as a sex offender, because he is one, and will spend anywhere between seven to 30 years in prison. I uh, saw a 20 uh, number uh, most as the most common number that people thought he was going to get. Yes. So, uh, But do... To put a note here that he, the jury did not find him guilty or acquitted him on three other charges that were a part of this, including yeah. first degree sure. uh, sexual assault. But, I mean, the fact that they got him on anything is, yes. is worth celebration here. And on top of all of this, he has more charges waiting for him in L.A. when this trial is over. And that's why I said half your yeah. champagne, so, because yeah. there's only half the battle, the New York side. He could have even more jail time waiting for him, so just a matter of time. Yes. Um, shortly after he was walked out in handcuffs, he did suffer a panic attack, which the news immediately took as a heart attack. But it wasn't. But wasn't, because like people know the difference. I mean, if you've had one. Yes, but if you just you see someone difference. do it. If you see somebody, like, grasping their chest and, like, freaking out, you think it's a heart attack. That's why most of the time people don't understand what panic attacks are mm-hmm. until they recover from one. Because then they realize, oh, wait, it wasn't a heart attack. Yes. <laughs> and then suddenly everything makes sense. Yeah, right. like, uh, I'm also speaking note, from experience here. Also note, he walked out, <laughs> he walked out in handcuffs, uh-huh. did not have his... Uh, crush with him <laughs> yeah problem. His, his his prop yeah anyway that's it for that story uh, uh yes good we will, news we will have a continuation on march 11th probably a bit on it yeah we'll see so we get some dates on it and then also when the la trial will officially begin yep we will find out but first the bigger story that kind of eclipsed everything that came out of literally nowhere this week was from Disney, because of course it was. Mr. Bob Iger, CEO of Disney for the last, what, 
12 years? 12, 15, 15 years? years? Oh, I guess it is like 15 years now. 2006. Because 2004 was the ouster of Eisner from the board. Oh, six. Was there a period of like a no man's land period? Or I thought Iger yeah. was immediately appointed. No. So Well, yeah, but I was thinking okay. it was 04. I think it was 06. at least 2006. Yeah. Uh, so a long so at time. at least 15 years. Is stepping down. So this is partially we knew this was coming. Eventually. He had a 2021 date of, right. I'm going to step down by 2021, well, which is still in that, 18 months. But we thought there roughly. would be some sort of ramp, at least, or some sort of pre-announcement. 22 months? Instead, what he chose to do is he stepped down effective immediately on Tuesday. Does he announce that, this, uh, that Iger would step down from the role and become executive chairman through 2021, effective immediately? Bob Chapek who most recently served as chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products, will assume the role of CEO from now on. Iger said the CEO reporting structure is a way to ensure a smooth transition. JPEG said he envisions his role as CEO to be continuing to work on the, quote, strategic pillars established by Iger, especially Disney's direct-to-consumer initiatives. But, quote, at the same time, look around the corner at what's going on in the marketplace that would necessitate a fresh look at those things. Right now, the course that Bob had laid is one that we fully intend to follow and I think will pay dividends to shareholders, because that's who really matters, isn't it, uh, for years to come. JPEG said, so Iger plans to focus on Disney's creative strategy through the remainder of his tenure, tenure from the chairman uh, uh, position, but kind of let day-to-day operations be handled by this JPEG dude. Probably smart if you're ready to retire, mm-hmm. is to kind of wind things down. Yes, he wants to do more of the fun stuff, more of the creative stuff. Sure, yeah. Uh, not so much the day-to-day stuff. But this also does mean that Disney may not be heading into the fun-loving Disney that we know and love. Eh, I don't think so. The way that this guy is talking, it seems like he wants to basically just continue the line. I think that uh, mention... That about looking towards the future and like what other options out there. I think that's to assuage the shareholders who are like, but what about burgeoning technology? What about this? What about this? What you would not? What about the things you haven't touched? And this is him basically making both sides happy and being like, yes, we will look into the future and stuff, but also, Bob, I got your back. We're going to continue doing the same thing because obviously it's working. Yes, but also <laughs> note that uh, Chepek was from Disney Parks. And have you been to Disneyland recently? No, I haven't. Have you seen that prices have gone up, but everything's kind of stayed the same? Also, That's not necessarily a lot of it's been true. stagnant. You're talking about things staying the same in the same... Uh, in the same like two year span where they literally uh, put out an entire Star Wars land in yes. Disneyland. I don't think that's correct at all. I think right now they're trying to balance out the... Um, the new features of the parks with a newer price, which makes sense. I, in fact, I thought that was inevitable as soon as Star well, Wars yeah. came out that there would be a price raise. Sure, it sucks for the you know people who want to go really badly don't want to spend an arm and a leg to go in, mm-hmm. but also there's a lot to see there at those parks now, yeah. and there's more planned. Like there's more stuff coming. I'm just worried that he's going to be looking at the bottom line and only the bottom line. I mean, he's the CEO of a multi-billion dollar corporation. Of course that's what he's going to do. Yeah, but, you know. Even at this point... Bob Iger spent money on Star Wars and uh, yeah, Marvel. 
Yes, under his no, tenure because, at Pixar. Because he saw the future and knew it was going to be a good investment, and he was right. That was about the shareholders at the same time. There's no way that you can make that argument that that was for the fans. <laughs> That's totally for the fans. <laughs> at this point, I'm like, you know, I'm cynical towards this because I'm, like, over it. Like, you know, the, the cult corporate culture of disney yes is just like such a like a monolith at this point and it's just going to continue doing that like being that because no personnel change is going to change that like the days of of you know like michael eisner trying to be like walt disney on our television screens Mm -hmm. is over that's no longer what disney the company is now it's there is a bunch of money changing hands constantly and they're making money such as a fast rate that they are just looking at the shareholders. That's what that company is. Uh, yep. They're not for you. I know. <laughs> Giant corporations are not in your best interests. What, what, Vote Bernie Sanders in 2020. What, what, what's our motto here? <laughs> what's our motto here? It's, it's a business. It's a business. It's a business. <laughs> it's a business. But uh, just a reminder, uh, California, the primary is coming up next uh, next week. Uh, next, Tuesday. next Tuesday. No, following Tuesday. Tuesday. No, the 8th. It's oh, the yeah, following right. Tuesday. It's the following Tuesday. Yes. But you, if you are in California, you can start submitting your ballots now. Yes. Uh, or so they tell me. So just uh, fill in that dark circle next to Bernie's name. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, is, is that is that our media political ad? podcast? Uh, yes, media is that our political ad? Media boat podcast uh, uh, is a um, uh, endorses Bernie Sanders for president. <laughs> anyway. uh, oh, look at that! We lost a viewer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's fine. Go, right. go listen to Pod Save America. Bye. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, we can talk about any other thoughts. Then? No, that's it. Uh, that was pretty much it. I mean, we'll see what more happens with that move going forward. But it's business as usual. It, I'm not super. I was shocked when it happened, but not shocked at all by what they're saying. I was shocked that it was immediate, effective yeah, immediately. That was the most surprising part. Right. Um, with but no I did... sort of Lena, like no sort of explanation about what, why. It just like just no, nope, just moving on. Just. Just chopping off the arm, which makes me wonder. As somebody who um, is is very knowledgeable about the the, the times of, and of like about Eisner's tenure tenure as mm-hmm. CEO, um, makes me wonder what was happening behind closed doors and what book we're going to get out of this in twenty years. I wonder <laughs> if he did this for monetary purposes because as CEO he cannot sell his shares. Oh, maybe. So, so by him bail no longer bailout. Do it now and sell now before, say, yeah. the market crashes because of the coronavirus or some other <laughs> electoral maybe. aspect. Or he just figured that this would be a good time. Or maybe he saw the poll numbers and was uh, for the primary and was like, "I got to get out of there." Which before primary? Comes the four? Yeah. The four previous primaries? Yeah, he probably was like, "Man, I got to get out of here. It's not going to be good for corporations for the tax rate if uh, if we get these uh, yeah, little lefty guys February? into office." Why February? <laughs> Who knows? That's actually yeah. I know. Who knows what's going on? But in Iger's mind, but hey, it happened. Yeah. Let's move on. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, TV. We have sports. We do have sports this week. We always have sports, but spring training has started in baseball. Uh, we noted that last week. But it's happening. But yeah, officially, games have begun. You can turn on your TV and watch spring baseball. Hell yeah. Except for the who's who of the baseball world. Except for if it's a local team, then it's blocked out. 
<laughs> no, I mean it's a like, who's that? Who's that? Who's oh, that? Yeah, who's that, that too. Yeah, exactly. Yes, my my favorite who's who. Yeah, literally, uh, who is who? Yes, who, who is who? Uh, uh, but I think of the Dodgers who are blocked. Yeah, I noticed that game was blocked. I was like, I kind of want to watch this. Yes, uh, because Spectrum still has the yeah. uh, cable rights for it till twenty ne- till next year, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I don't watch the Dodgers anyways in the normal season. All right. Um, yep. Any any must see movies for March? Uh. Uh, from the chat. Uh. <laughs> Onward. There you go. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Disney Pixar's Onward comes out on the 8th. Yep, that's about I it. I believe. Yeah, uh, 6th, 8th. 6th, 8th. 6th. 6th. So, yeah. Yeah, the first weekend. Look forward. That's probably the only one really on my radar. Because I think Wonder Woman is in summer. Yeah. Everything else is later. Yeah. So, Onward would be the yeah. only one. Thank you, chat. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's move on to... Yeah, so we're still in sports. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, meanwhile in... in oh, wait, did um, What? Yeah. What? I'm saying, did you do new releases from movies then? Did we? Oh, I skipped it. Yeah, that might be why. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry, let's rewind a moment. Yep. Uh, the new Diamondbacks is destroying the Dodgers on spring training... One spring training game at a time. Damn. Uh, new Diamondback being Cole Calhoun. Uh huh. Yep. I wonder why. Cole Calhoun. So sad. Sad to see him. Yep. Go. But good to see him leave. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yes. To rewind the clock a little bit, there are two new releases in theaters this weekend. Oh. We have the ride. Pass. You don't want to go on the ride. I forgot what this one I don't was. Know what the ride is. And the Invisible Man. Pass. I didn't see that either. <laughs> All right, that's it. So that's no, why no, we skipped this. The Invisible Man is a horror film. Yeah, um, about the Invisible Man. Starring, no, starring Elizabeth Moss, where her husband turns man. himself invisible, and she's going crazy because yeah. no one can see him, but he's no there. Or is he there? I don't know. Is he? It's a horror film. Anyway, let's go back to sports. Okay, so we had sports going on. We're talking about spring training. So yeah, spring training. Uh, moving on, though, uh, in, um, I'm guessing this is boxing, or is this MMA? Uh, boxing. It was a boxing match. Okay, thank you. Because you did not specify. No. And it's a fight of some sort. Yes, the fight this past weekend. King of the Gypsy. As he calls himself. Okay, the king he of... calls himself that. Yes, the King of the Gypsies. Uh, Tyson Fury won a total knockout in seventh round against Detone That's Wilder. Not... That is not total knockout. What's a TKO? That is technical knockout. I thought that was a total knockout. <laughs> no. All these years, I thought that team was for total. No. And even then, he didn't technically knock <laughs> him out. His um, corner, his coach in the corner, oh. threw in the towel. Got it. Uh, during the seventh round. That he being was the technical hit. part of the knockout. Yes, technically, he's <laughs> knocked out. Got it. Meanwhile, in hockey. Uh, but yeah, you know, he calls himself King of the Jews. His, or King of whoa, the Gypsies. Whoa, whoa, King of the okay. Gypsies. Cause All right. His uncle, because it's like... You know, Dash like, Wednesday today, right? Oh, shit. It's Ash Wednesday. It's Ash Wednesday. We didn't say Happy Ash Wednesday. Yeah, we don't... I don't know why we wouldn't... Why we would have, but okay. But Happy Ash Wednesday. You know, everybody knows the medieval podcast, Fairy Villages. I mean, we endorse Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so his... He doesn't um, care about Ash Wednesday. So his uncle was, <laughs> like, Sanders the top fighter. No. Tyson <laughs> Fury's uncle 
was the top fighter. I got it. Uh, for their like okay. gypsy clan. Who gets uh-huh. tied, named King of the Gypsies? And before that, his grandfather was also the, that okay. that person. What's Chad saying? Uh, nothing yet about this. <laughs> it was definitely heading towards a total knockout. Okay, fair enough. Yes, but he did um, come into the fight being carried because it was in Vegas uh-huh. at the MGM Grand, being carried on a throne. Nice uh, coming into it, whereas nice. uh, Wilder came in like the black. Night robot from Transformers, uh-huh. <laughs> and because it supposedly it weighed Boxing's fifty weird. pounds on him, that it tired him out as he was walking, walking yeah. it in, wow. and that's why he lost. Anyway, moving on to hockey. Anyways, expect a third <laughs> fight for that to happen at some point. I will not expect that or watch it. All <laughs> right, <laughs> hockey, hockey is happening. Alex Ovechkin became the seventh. Sorry, eighth player in hockey history and NHL history to score 700 career goals. That is a milestone. Good. Milestone, milestone. Also in but hockey. This is the big news that came out of hockey. Yeah. David Ayers, the, Ayers, Ayers, Ayers. So, have you heard of this story before no, this? this? is new to me. Okay, so, in, you know how like hockey has that one weird rule? Sure. So, the one weird rule in hockey is that. There has to be an emergency goalie at every game provided by the home team. Okay. And this is exactly for that reason. I see. So, David Ayers, a 42-year-old Zamboni driver, Zamboni man, makes his official NHL debut, filling in as the Carolina Hurricanes' emergency backup goalie after the Canes lost both rostered goalies to injury and got the win. Yeah. Congratulations to Mr. Ayers. I mean, he did get two scores on him immediately. But after that, he stopped everything else. Do you remember that Snowden character that Target had in the 90s? Mm. It was a snowman. He was named Snowden. This was long before... Before Snowden. Snowden. Yeah. Um, no, but, do you but remember go on. That? Well, they did a TV special once about this character. Sure they did. It was on, like, ABC or something. And there was, the only reason why I remember it, you can find it on YouTube in its entirety. Um, I found that out. Uh, but yeah, if you ever... Uh, like, the only reason why I remember it is because there was a song in it about a Zamboni man called Zamboni Man. And that's how <laughs> that song went. It was like, Zamboni Man. Uh, just Google <laughs> or YouTube Zamboni Man. You probably won't get it, because I feel like that's what I did to look for it. Didn't find it. Then searched Snowden TV special on YouTube and found the whole thing. Okay. That's, uh, was, it was a roundabout way of getting there. That is definitely a roundabout way of but getting yeah, something. So ask me anything about a Target Target characters TV special that aired it like once in 1999. Apparently you're not the only one who remembers <laughs> oh this. Oh my god, somebody the, else remembers Snowden? The chat remembers this. Oh. The chat remembers Snowden. Thank you. You got you, Matt. I'm not crazy. Yes. Apparently, this was a targeted ad. It was a target. Ha. Ha. Okay. I had a, a plush Snowden. Do you still yeah, have a plush Snowden? You know what? I probably no longer own that s- s- plush snow- Snowden. I don't know where that Snowden went. At some point in somewhere, you had a... <laughs> I had, at some point in my life, I had a plush Snowden. Okay. I want to say it said something when you squeezed it, but I don't remember what. Let's go to Target. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Target. <laughs> anyway, phone's ringing. Yeah, it's not my phone. Three one four. I don't know what that is. 
Maybe it's Sony Rewards. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, why, anyway. why did you bring up Snowden? Sorry, because Zamboni Man. Oh, Zamboni Man. Okay. All right, moving on in sports. Uh, this past Monday, as most of you probably knew, because apparently it was a very uh, uh, heavily washed television event, was the Kobe Bryant Memorial Service. Yes. Uh, I listened to that thing live. And, oh boy, yeah, another sad. crying Jordan meme. Yes, in fact, he pointed out himself that he would become a meme again. Yep. But he didn't care because that's how much he cared about Kobe Bryant. Yes, also, someone forgot to tell Shaq that they were live. Yeah, apparently. And he cursed. Yeah. But, it was great. Yeah. But it was an emotional moment. Seems yes. like it was an opportunity for, uh, you know, for, for a real, real good, like, come together kind of moment for Kobe. Which was yeah. Um, then, uh, Vanessa Bryant also spoke yeah. and literally brought everyone to tears oh, as she yeah. talked about her daughter. I mean, of course. Oh. Uh, uh, and then, uh, someone else spoke as well, who is our next story. Uh, none other than, um, college basketball, uh, player, Sabrina Ionescu. Ionescu. It ends with a U. Ionescu. Now. Thank you. Yes. Uh, becomes the first NCAA player to record 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 1,000 their assists in their uh, assists in their career. And that's man or woman. That's any basketball player in college. Yes. Also note that pri- like earlier in the day, she was at the Kobe Bryant Memorial giving a part of a eulogy. Wow. That's quite a performance. Yeah. Let's show you. Uh, so yeah, but just those stats of 2,000, 1,000, 1,000 in a great. career is insane stats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Easy number one pick in oh. WNBA. Oh, easy. Your new star, You're pretty much. Pretty much like on that cusp of becoming yeah. on that that, yeah. that superstar that the WNBA oh, needs for sure. And then lastly in sports, uh, we travel over to tennis. Uh, one of the greats is retired Maria Sharapova. After 28 years and five Grand Slams. What a career. Uh, you know what a Grand Slam is, right? Yeah. Not, not the baseball Grand Slam. Right, yes. No, I know. The tennis Grand Slam. Yes, the tennis Grand Slam. Okay. Not, a, oh, not, a, not the Denny's Grand <laughs> Slam either. I've probably had five Grand Slams in my life. You don't see me in no Hall of Fame. Just saying. There's a Denny's Hall of Fame, maybe. For every moons over Miami, I'd be on the wall. Uh, the moons over Miami in Miami. Miami. Okay, that's it for sports. Yeah, I saw that Maria Sharapova thing like literally two hours ago. There you go. It was like, oh, that happened. Oh, no. Okay. Lost another one. Is that it for sports? Can we move on to television news? It is never enough for sports. But that's it. Uh, (laughs) One last thing. This upcoming Sunday is indeed the fastest Sunday in America. Okay, how fast is it going to be? Uh, it's NASCAR. It's NASCAR, AAA. Are you ready for work two hours early? It's Fontana. All it's right. So I'm, when is the Roval? Roval is uh, later. Okay. I'm sure chat will tell us when the Roval is. Yes, tell me when the Roval is. Yes. I will but watch the Roval. I will be going time. to some NASCAR. Hell yeah. Um, this week. Get your drink on. This Sunday. Because that's what you do at NASCAR. You drink. Uh, no, you enjoy the camaraderie and of everyone. I mean, of course, drink. yes, you drink. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? Hopefully there's not as bad of a crash as there was at that one race. From uh, Daytona yeah, two weeks Jesus. ago? Like, just hope nobody gets messed up that bad. Yeah. Okay, that's it for sports. Yep, that's it for sports. It's time to talk about television news. All right. This first... is the part of the show where we talk about the news and television. Well, 
We're going to jump right into cancellations, I guess. I guess, sort of, because, but this is one we knew about, so it's not really a cancellation as much as it, a finale, as Modern Family has finally reached an end. Cameras rolled for the final time on Friday as the 11th season's run ended filming on the series. So the ser- 11th season has not aired yet, but the yeah, it filming is, for it is done. I believe it is currently, it is currently airing. It is not done yet, but yeah. they are done filming it. Yes. The cast sang Time of Your Life by Green Day after they finished the final scenes. Like, they're a, a, a junior high graduation or Yes, they shit. are. They're saying goodbye. <laughs> the show hope you had the time of their life. Which, when I read that, I was like, wow, was it really that long ago? Well, what is 16 seasons since then? 11 seasons. 11 seasons since then? It's 2009. Yes. Uh, and won five Emmys for Outstanding Comedy Series over the course of its 11 seasons. But not recently. The finale will air on April 8th on ABC at 9 p.m. So stay tuned if you like uh, Modern Family. I'm in the middle about Modern Family. I think I saw some stuff I liked when I did watch it, but it never grabbed me enough for me to be a regular viewer. Um, Some of the episodes I did watch of it, much like Big Bang Theory, I enjoyed but, like you said, not to the point where I'm just going to tune in regularly to this show. Well, it's better than Big Bang, Bang, Bang Theory, let's be fair. Yeah. Um, but most things are. Most like, things are. Literally, most things are. Yeah, but, like, like cheese, like, in general, is probably better than yes, yes. Big Bang Theory. Yes, yes. And Mac with it. Yeah, Mac, Heroni. And cheese. Yeah. Yes. Get Oh, get ready, fam. October 11th is the robot. October 11th is so the robot. We got it's some a, time. a long time. We got some time for that. Uh, but yeah, Modern Family, it's... Say the Roval, for example, is better than a big, big <laughs> theory. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have to tell you that. You already know. I already know that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Modern Family, I mean, yeah, it seemed like it was a quality show for the peak seasons, for like the mid-seasons when it was like on fire. It seemed and like won every award constantly. Yeah, when it was winning all those Emmys, it seemed like it was really good television. Yes, and, I'm sure Veep is glad that it no longer has to compete against it. And, you know, it does, uh, You we do have to say that it it, it is uh, worth m- mentioning that it was kind of a uh, show that changed the rules about sitcoms on uh, primetime television mm-hmm. about having uh, depicting a gay couple as their main characters. That was brand new when they did it in 2009. Mm-hmm. I mean, shows like Will and Grace had played around with the idea of gay relationships, but it wasn't until Modern Family who had one every single week of, like, a family, a literal, like, uh, like yeah, a literal family in front of mm-hmm. you basically showing us every week. It was, like, a big deal. Seems quaint now, but yes. it was, <laughs> uh, when it was new, um, an achievement for primetime sitcoms. So, yeah, it'll be remembered. It will definitely be remembered as one of the... That's one of those, like, classics down the line. Yep. Even if it wasn't 100% consistent towards the end of its run, from what I understand. Uh, neither are most stuff on ABC exactly. comedy. N- pretty much nothing that lasts 11 seasons is going to be great, unless you're, like, The Simpsons. And even by, even The Simpsons by 11th season, people were like, eh! So, yeah. It's hard to do. South Park. <laughs> anyway, define good. Yeah, your level of good that was ever good. Your, your level of good may vary. Your, yeah, your mileage may vary. Speaking of critically acclaimed sitcoms, our second story here is about a more recent one that's gotten a lot of acclaim, at least in its home country. Of Netflix? No. Oh. Of Canada. Oh. <laughs> We're talking about Shit's Creek. 
Oh, watch your language. That's S-C-H-I-T-T. Okay. And a lot of people are big fans of this. Uh, yes, I've heard people praise this show. It's it's interesting. I've seen a couple of episodes of it. It's a real dry humor. Okay. It's If you like Christopher Guest movies, like Best in Show, mm-hmm. like it's that. Yes. It's that kind of vibe that. to it, where it's like not laugh out loud funny, it's more like... <laughs> <laughs> these characters it's a lot about the characters i got some parks and rec vibes from yes. it the way that it's like a small community and the characters are very like strong personalities kind of all clashing with each other mm-hmm. i also got arrested development vibes from it okay. as in it's a basically a family of like lunatics who are all weird in their own way mm-hmm. and so it's an interesting kind of combination of different stuff that a lot of people really love it and canada Really loves it. So how much do they love Shit's Creek? They're giving it 26 nominations in the 2020 Canadian Screen Awards, including Best Comedy Series. Okay. That is a record. Ooh. The series has the most television nominations ever in a single year, including multiple nominations in several categories, including writing, in which four of the five nominated episodes in the category belong to Schitt's Creek. The other <laughs> so nominee... running everything. Yeah, the only other nominee in that category is from the Crave, another Canadian network, I'm guessing. Yes. Uh, comedy Letterkenny, which also, I believe, has come here on another mar- uh, another network as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, all four lead actors in Schitt's Creek are competing against each other in best lead actor-slash-actress categories, with another six actors nominated in the supporting actor and actress categories. So it's a good time to be... Uh, in Schitt's Creek, if you're um, uh, Canadian. Yeah. So that's ten <laughs> acting awards. That's insane. Over four awards. Yeah, that would be like if... Like, ten nominations over four awards. Yeah, that would have been like if in like 2011, like Modern Family was nominated for four out of the five writing Emmys. Didn't happen, but it would be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Game of Thrones was cannibalizing itself several yeah. times. But I mean, I get... I get the course the, of the year. What I'm saying is I guess I get the appeal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something that I will, will, will watch in its entirety. It didn't really grab me. But yeah, um, well, I get it. If you do want to watch it in its entirety and want to know what it's about, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, so check out Shit's Creek if that sounds appealing to you. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for television news. I have one television thought just to get out of the way here. Okay, what is your thought? So I watched the CW's new series, Katie Keene. Uh, how do you spell that? It's Katie, K-A-T-Y. Okay, I was going with an I-E. But, and then yeah. Keen, K-E-E-N-E. Okay, see, so I thought they might do a play on words. Like, no. she's Keen I or something. So, it's funny that you say that because you're probably right. Because Kate Keen is an Archie's, Archie Comics character. Okay. Which means that, yes, this is a spinoff of Riverdale. Oh. Except not really. The way, the reason why I say not really is because... Okay, so should I keep listening then? Because well, you said Riverdale, and I was like, nope. So, it's not exactly like Riverdale. So, the only situ- like the only uh, thing it shares with Riverdale is a universe, because they do mention the existence of Riverdale and okay. characters within it, and also one character, uh, Josie, yes, of the Pussycats, Josie of the uh, moves to New York. And is now in this cast as opposed to the cast of Riverdale. Is this a so way for them to spin that off into Josie and the Pussycats? Maybe, but doesn't look like anytime soon. It seems like that she is just one of an ensemble cast here. Okay. The Katie Keen in the title is, of course, referring to the main character. She is the focus, more or less, but it's really an ensemble show, kind of like how Riverdale is. Okay. So, 
take Riverdale, but then completely remove all of the, like, everybody's constantly being murdered stuff and how there's always a mystery. That's all gone. This is not that show. It's not a murder mystery show. It is not a uh, supernatural show like the Sabrina stuff. It is, like, like, the first one of these Riverdale kind of expansion shows that is just straight up just, like, about these teens and their normal relatively normal lives the catch is of course they live in new york and they're all in, in different parts of the art world like katie keen is um, in fashion she wants to be a fashion designer she works at an upscale um department store where she's helps like princes uh get like dressed up for a photo shoot stuff like that so it's not super like average everyday kid stuff well i say kids they're in college they're college age they're 20 somethings um, so is this not Sex in the City or kind of, the, you're on the spinoff yeah. Carrie's World or whatever? It Actually, was? it's funny that you say that. So because that was also on CW. I'm watching this with Christy, and she uh, did uh, compare it to the Carrie Diaries, which was yeah, that that's what it was. prequel Sex in the City series. Yes. yes, it is similar to that. Also similar to something like Gossip Girl, where it's just about these twenty somethings in New York in in doing New York things. So yeah, for example, Josie's trying to have a singing career, so it's her story involves like this millionaire uh, record executive that enters her life, and, um, and this rec- record store she starts working at part time and stuff like that. So it's like all these characters kind of have their own thing. There's a guy who's trying out for a Broadway show. Uh, the the boyfriend of the Kate Keen character is a boxer. Guess what his name is? Boxer. K O Kelly. Because he's a boxer. Uh, wait, he purposely calls himself he's KO? He calls KO? himself KO. It's a nickname, I think. But everyone refers to him as KO. This is the level of cheese this show is operating at. Because, yes, it's extremely cheesy. That might be too much cheese for me. See, watching the pilot... And I love cheese. Yeah, watching the pilot, I was like, yeah, this is cheesy. But also, it's just, just enough of, like... What's going to happen in the next episode to keep me going? Mm-hmm. For the This is not a spoiler because it's in the trailers, but, um, for example, the first episode literally ends with uh, K.O. proposing to Katie. Oh. So it's like, what is going to happen? Is she going to say yes? And then the second episode literally takes that and runs with it. Okay. Literally. Um, and so, yeah, you can imagine um, the kind of show that this is. It's very... Yes. It's like Riverdale. It's super cheesy and predictable, but unlike Riverdale, it's not dark and, like... Murder filled. <laughs> Ooh, murder filled. Yeah, exactly. Like cream filled. Yes. So yeah, that's Kate Keen. It's on SCW. It's had three episodes so far. I think the uh, next one is tonight. Okay. So yeah, check that out if that sounds appealing to you. Is she? That's it for my television thoughts. Do you have any television thoughts this week? I finished uh, Key House. Okay. Or Lock and Key. It went exact. Last episodes went exactly as I thought they would, where they wrap up everything. And then the last half hour, they say, oh, but we're going to set up for season two, should we ever get yeah. it. And very predictable and yet still fun. That's good. So if they do get a season two, I will definitely be watching it. Yeah. Uh, putting that on my Netflix to watch list. Um, the season finale of Love is Blind is mm-hmm. to technically tomorrow. So I'll have my final thoughts on that. But... Okay. So far, it is, like, trashy TV yeah. at its lowest, finest. Yeah. Finest, lowest? Uh, yeah, sure. Those can be the same. Yeah. 
Uh, for me, I mean, besides Kate Keen, the other two shows I'm watching right now. So Brooklyn Nine Nine seventh season uh, started. Yes, it is still good. Uh, the recurring uh, Vanessa Bayer character is hilarious to me, and I'm glad that they brought her back for another episode. Okay, she's great. I love Vanessa Bayer. Um, and then the other show, of course, Lego Masters continues. Mm-hmm. That last episode was ugly. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you're caught up on that thing. No, but, I'm not. Uh, yeah, that remains a f- like fascinating reality show. It's almost getting to the point where it's a reality show commenting on its very existence <laughs> every second it gets. And that's not just how Will Arnett hosts it, because mm-hmm. it's, it's partly him. But it's also just like, no, we don't actually care about the process of these things being built. We're just going to obfuscate the process just enough for you to forget about, oh, wait, are they building Legos or not? Well, it is a competition, so they do have to apply by the yeah. game show rules <laughs> set up. <laughs> it's just, it's fascinating. Well, yeah. no, that's not just game show rules set up by themselves in their own universe. <laughs> yes. It's like actual Hollywood game right. show rules. Yes, and it seems like it's it's just a fascinating reality show in so many ways, but this is not really the time to talk about it. I'll wait until the show is over or the season is over to really go into it. Mm-hmm. But I have some I have some thoughts, let's say, about just the whole idea and structure of Lego Masters. It's just a fascinating thing to me. <laughs> anyway, that's it for television then. I believe so. So that means we get to move on to cancellations and renewals. We're just uh, coming through the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm catching up on some anime that I'm haven't seen. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. You can uh, talk about anime. Uh, <laughs> some One Punch Man and uh-huh. some uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, just when you wait, there's some One Punch Man uh, in video games this week. Oh, yes, there is. Um, all right, so cancellations and renewals. There all are right. no cancellations or renewals. Uh, that is because I forgot to look them up. Well, so that is why there's no cancellation. However, renewal. you didn't forget about death. We, no, no. We I, always think about death here on the Mini Boat Well, podcast. I saw this, like, these deaths. Yes. I was like, that's right. We do this have, stuff happened. We have three deaths this week. Yeah, all very significant in their yeah, rightful own. Yeah, right. First up, in the world of video games, Kaz, Kaz, Kazuhisha Hashimoto, yes. age 61, uh, Konami code creator. So, uh, I was guess a the coder, Konami, programmer. Yeah, that uh, devised test. the Konami code. Yes. Uh, should we do a Konami code? Uh, well, it wasn't... It? Left, left, up, 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 down, 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 down left, left, right, right left, left, right, B, A, start. B, A, start. I don't know. I never had an NES. No, but <laughs> that code is so ingrained oh, yeah, in no, a lot of stuff that... So many video games. You could... Not just video games. In toys, too. Yeah. Like, if you have see a toy out there, put in the Konami code and watch <laughs> something happen. Yeah, you never know. Because most of the time, that's what happens. Like, that code is just so ingrained in, like, yeah. literally everything that... Something will happen more often than not. Speaking of coding and numbers, another big death this week. Uh, Catherine Johnson, age 101. The American, American mathematician and physicist whose calculations of orbital mechanics as a NASA employee were critical to the suggest success of the first and subsequent U.S. crew's space flights. If you've seen the movie Hidden Figures, you'll recognize her. Also, if you've been to the... Johnson Space Center. That too. That is what is, really that's who it's named after. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a, a, a big one. But one hundred and one, uh, long life, as, a long life right there. As I saw on Twitter, not my joke, but she died in her prime. That's literally true. The prime number. <laughs> wow. Wow. And lastly, in the world of music, 
Uh, David Roback, age 61, was a musician uh, mostly known for his work in the band Mazzy Star. If you're drawing a blank on who they are, the song Fade Into or the songs Fade Into You mm-hmm. and um, the other one Into Dust, which were both um, infamously used in Gears of War trailers in yes. the 2000s. Um, yeah, uh, but also a great band in their own right. I love Mazzy Star. Um, as well as work in other bands like the band Opal, which I guess precedes, which I believe precedes uh, Mazzy Star. Uh, but yeah, uh, de- uh, yeah, definitely had an impact on, um, on on the alternative music scene in the 90s and beyond, so definitely will be missed. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for cancellations, renewals, and deaths, so I hand this over to you and we talk about what? We the talk about? Billboard! I'm going to start talking about music. music. We always start music with the Billboard. I'm going to start the yes. Billboard with the Hot 100. One of the hottest singles in the land. Well, the number one hottest song, continuing to be the hottest song, yes. is The Box by Roddy What's Rich. What's in the box? Have you listened to this song? No, I've never heard it. Okay, that no makes two of us. They're not playing it on the radio, so I have no idea what it is. All right, number two, <laughs> Life is Good by Future, but it's really featuring Drake. Yeah, still good. Uh, number three, Circles by Post Malone, still up there. Yep. Uh, number four, moving up, Dance Monkey by Tones and I. Continues to dance. And new to number five, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Okay, I won't start now. And uh, hopefully she doesn't start now next <laughs> week either. Don't start. Um, moving into your albums chart, your Billboard 200. Yes. Making a new number one yes. album. And, I don't know, getting a bonus, I guess, out of this? Oh, probably. Uh... Changes by Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Um, I've heard that this is not a good album. Uh, I've not, not listened to this thing. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was putting out a new album uh, sometime at the beginning of this year. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Uh, number two, we have Artist 2.0 from A Boogie with the Hoodie. We talked about it last week, briefly. Yeah. Uh, number three, The Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Which we talked about last week, briefly. Number four, please excuse me for being antisocial yeah. by Roddy Rich. Still there. And number five, all about love by Monster X. Those are all in caps, by the way. I'm not gonna. You want to yell all that? <laughs> no. It's yelling at me. Thank you for not yelling. Okay. Uh, if you don't like any of those albums, we have new releases. <laughs> what am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are the new releases. I'm to at least one of these new releases. Well, could it be? F8, the Five Finger Death Punch <laughs> album? No, yes, it's not. That Five Finger Death the Punch? Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> uh, we also have American Standard by James Taylor. Uh-huh. The Main Thing by Real Estate. Uh-huh. Color Theory by Soccer Mommy. I will be checking that out. Simulcast by Taicho. I believe it's Taiko. I believe it is, but I'm going to say it how I want to say it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And Suddenly by Caribou. Suddenly. Suddenly I... Caribou? <laughs> you? <laughs> Caribou you. Caribou. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, not listening to any of those. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Uh, moving on to music news. News. Lady Gaga. Yes. Has announced that her next single... Stupid Love, the first new material she has released since the Star is Born soundtrack, yep. 
is dropping Friday at midnight. People well, are excited. I know what I'm listening to this yeah, week. People are extremely excited about this. Uh, the singer posted the news on her social media accounts, and there's also a billboard in Hollywood. Yeah. Details were scant at this article published, but an early version of the song leaked onto the internet last month. Right. Uh, that version of Stupid Love is a disco-infused anthem whose style harkens back to Gaga's Born This Way album. So yeah, when this leaked, um, a lot of, I saw a lot of discourse on Twitter about it, and everybody was saying, like, unanimously, this seems like a return to form for Gaga. So if you didn't like um, the jo- Jolene... No, not Jolene. I do Joanne. that every single time. Joanne. It's not Jolene. Jolene's the Dolly Parton song. It's yes. Joanne. Yes. If you didn't like the Joanne era of, of Lady Gaga, which a lot of people did not, uh, it seems like this is more like classic Gaga. At least the leak is. Who knows if there's some sort of change that's happened with the single since then. Who can say? We will find out together on Friday. Maybe she affixed wolves. Maybe she did. <laughs> Anyways, we'll find out Friday and yeah. I'll probably listen to that thing. We'll find out. When it drops. Talk about it next week. Yep, talk about it next week. Might be my song of the weekend. Maybe. Just on repeat. Uh, moving on then. Yes. To... The recording industry. Yeah, this one's, if you like some hardcore stats, this story is for you. Alright, I'm about to throw a bunch of numbers at you, so bear with me here. A study just released by the RIAA shows bad and worse news (laughs) for sectors of the recorded music business, like physical media sales and digital downloads. But, better and better news for streaming... (laughs) Yeah. And that's the only news that matters when it comes to revenue for the music industry in the United States. Yeah, that's kind of how things are going. Streaming grew by 13% in 2019 from $9.8 billion to $11 billion in retail value, accounting for 79% of the overall pie. Think about that for a second. 79%, 79%, that is a whopping majority of all revenue for the music industry, comes from streaming services. 80 cents of every yeah. dollar Think about is that. streaming. Think about that. That means that there is virtually no retail market anymore. That streaming has taken over to the point where they have pretty much now are the music industry. Yeah. Can you believe that? In the five <laughs> years? Longer than that, just give or take. But yeah, it's been an insane change. I, know, I just put up five years since we've been doing this podcast. Oh, yes, in the five years since we've been doing this podcast, certainly, but even beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy to even think about how high that number is. I mean, because we had reported on earlier about how vinyl was making a comeback and, years ago. And it still is, if you uh, go further down yeah. the story here. Right, because... An even more encouraging figure, perhaps, is the 25% year-over-year growth in revenue from paid streaming subscription services. Uh, that was up 25% to $6.8 billion, so, yeah. with subscriptions now accounting for 61% of all cash brought from recorded music in the so U.S. that's notable in just the way that um, as streaming gets larger and larger, more people are ponying up to actually pay for it. And that's mm-hmm. really important for the industry 
an industry who once poo-pooed the very idea of not paying for music streaming. Like, remember, I think when we first started doing this podcast, speaking of five years ago, when there was a story about one of the major labels being like, no, they should even have Spotify free. Like, let's try to pressure Spotify to shut down the free service. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Well, look at where we are now. (laughs) It doesn't matter because Spotify ended up being right. Spotify was like, no, believe me, when this becomes... When this starts snowballing, people will sign up, and sure enough, they were When right. people eventually get sick of their ads, they <laughs> will sign up. Well, it's not only that, but I think just like just percentage-wise, right? Like oh, yeah. The amount of people who are seeing this thing, the more people means the more people who will have uh, incomes high enough to be able to afford a subscription price. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, subscriptions are everywhere. You, I mean, the other day I was at a party and asked, why am I listening to ads? Yeah. It was weird to hear an right. ad on a streaming service. It is weird. It's like, just, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, obviously, we don't want to be, like, classist here. Like, if you can't afford it, by all means. Yes. You know, get your music the way, whatever way you can. Right. Also, this was but. exactly the same, like, almost word-for-word debate when um, Napster came out. Right. And people were like, oh, we could just download it for free? Yeah. Like oh, but then we opened up a pay site as well, and this guy saying here, there's a free site and a pay site. Yeah, like options are not a bad thing. I like mm-hmm. the options. Of course, it's a whole other conversation we do not have time to get into now about whether or not streaming is good for the smaller artists. I'm going to tell you right now, it it's is not. not. Um, so yeah, by all means, this is not us saying like, yeah, this is this is rad. This rules. Like go go to Spotify. No, that's not what this is. This is just. Me being in literal awe of like how much stuff has changed and how dominating streaming has become. I mean, it's was literally, it's literally a tidal wave over the, like the past five years. Yeah. tidal wave for sure. Mm-hmm. Except for Ten Tidal, years. which Except is for not tidal. a player in the scene anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay Z. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of things you listen to on a streaming platform, yes, I believe you listen to an album. I did. Sorry. Wow, I'm yawning early this week. Yawnus. Yes, Yawnus. No, Um, I listen to. Yes, I listen to the most digital of digital records. Grimes, Miss Anthroposing. Okay, so yes, I listen to the new Grimes. So yeah, Grimes has had a crazy couple of years, hasn't she? Yes. So she's, of course, now, um, you know, like. Uh, madly in love, I guess, with Elon Musk. And More madly than in love, I guess. bearing his, her, his child. And, yeah, just the length of time just going up to this record was just exhausting. The signals weren't good, and I was just ready to just be like, all right, let's just get this over with. Let's, like, see what this thing is. Well, she mad- managed to surprise me. She managed to make something that's actually worth listening to. This is a good album. Okay. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. It is definitely not Art Angels. I think that that listening back to her last record, uh, I think that that thing is pretty close to perfect as records go. Uh, that thing is still great. This is not that. It's a little. There's a little longer. There's a lot more filler here. There's a lot more like experiments going on that she doesn't quite nail. But when it's on fire, it's on fire. And there's really some really really great songs in this thing. 
It overall is like super artificial and digital sounding. So if that turns you off, you will not enjoy this. But if you're ready for some some blips and bloops and some stuff that she is admittedly um, like even admitted straight up is influ- influenced by like new metal. Mm-hmm. Like it's very much that kind of harsh industrial kind of pop music. So if that sounds interesting to you, check some of this out. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. It's a, it's, it's fun. It's good, but it's like weird. <laughs> it's got some weird stuff in it. But yeah, it's, it, it's still, it's still good. So, having no basis no for Grimes. Uh huh. Like, literally zero platform at all. Uh-huh. I listened to this thing as well. Okay. What, what were your thoughts? My first thought was, is Grimes a DJ? Uh, so, that's actually a tough question to answer because, yes, technically she is. She does do DJ work. That being said, she is not a producer in the traditional sense okay. of that word. She performs, writes, and produces all her music. She okay. is a one-person everything. Okay. She, I mean, she has co like she has collaborators and stuff. That's not to say that she does everything herself, mm-hmm. but mostly this is yeah. She is everything. So she is technically yes a DJ, a producer, a singer, a writer, everything. Okay, because the first couple of songs on this album, it I is thought very electronic. It's yeah. very electronic. Okay, so it's just a DJ album. I didn't know Grimes was a DJ. It's not. And then it switches. So yeah, the the song you're. The song where it switches is actually one of the better songs on the record. Yes, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. And then it switched back. I'm like, wait, what? what's going on? It's kind of audio whiplash. And that's kind of how she has always been. Uh, I did like 4 a.m. Yeah, so that's the song she did at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a banger. When yes. that thing goes, it goes. Yes. Yeah, that thing's intense, and yeah, that's that's for sure, like, if you want to put that on a party playlist, like, it's almost perfect for it. Um, yeah, no, I agree. That's a, that's a highlight for sure. Yeah, I think that is the one song on this thing, like, I immediately listened to it and was yeah. like, yep, yep, that's the hit right there. It's, it's pretty rad. But as for everything else, I think it is audio whiplash for having <laughs> no basis for Grimes. I mean, she, again, um, what I would really, re- really, really recommend, go back to her last record, the Art Angels. Art Angel. Try it because it is similar in the way that there are, she's playing with lots of different kind of genres and styles. Okay. But it's more consistent as it feels more like a straight up pop album than this one does. Okay. Less, less electronic influence, that there are electronic influences. Mm-hmm. And less like industrial new metal stuff. More like something akin to a Carly Rae Jepsen record or or a Lady Gaga record. It's more in more that pop. pop wheelhouse, but still on like the bleeding edges of both sides of that. So she does enough experimental stuff with each of the tracks that it's not just simply that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of good stuff on that record. I really, if you found things to like here, I think you'll find a lot more to like on that record. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I recommend it. All right, so another one of my yes, that's homework assignment. Homework this week. assignment. Like you didn't do your homework last time. <laughs> tisk tisk. Tisk. Give you an F me. on that assignment. All right. All right. Anyway. Anyways, um, let's. We're done. That's all. Anything it's, else? Yeah. That's, else? that's all he's listened to. All right, week. then let's, let's roll. move into video games as we wrap things up here. Yeah. Right. We have new releases for video games. We do. What am I playing this week? I don't know what you're playing this week. <laughs> we have the new releases. Uh, we have Blood Roots for the PlayStation, Xbox, Gross. Switch, and PC. Disgusting. Uh, Metro Redux for the Switch. 
Yeah. Uh, that's a it's one of the release. Metro games. I'm not really sure which Metro game, but yeah, it's. Been I want to say the first one. I bet it's the first one. Twenty thirty three. Yeah, I want to say it's that one. Uh, we also have one man, one man punching thing. You mean? One Punch Man, colon, <laughs> a hero nobody knows for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yeah, I guess it's a One Punch, one punch Man video game. You should do that too. One Punch Man. <laughs> one Punch Man? One Punch Man. It's a <laughs> One Punch Man. Yes. I almost tried to name him One Punch <laughs> Man, but there's not too many characters. She <laughs> ah, just said Punch Man. Uh, or the number one Punch Man. Maybe. Uh, uh, we also have Romance of the Three Kingdoms. All three of them. Fourteen yeah, for the PlayStation. And lastly, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus for yes. the PlayStation. Yeah, a fighting game based on the browser game. Oh, what, what, what? I know. You heard me. A fighting game based, based on, a on a browser, browser game. game. Yes. Okay. That's way more popular in Japan than it is here. Sure. Grand Blue Fantasy. All right. Yeah, see? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's get into video game news, and we start yes. with uh, Microsoft. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, they're getting out and talking. Yep, because ahead of an official price and release date reveal, Microsoft has announced new details in regards to its upcoming next-gen console. Just a heads up, the a lot Xbox of the stuff Series we already X. knew about because of leaked rumors, mm-hmm. this is just all this being officially announced. I also don't think we ever reported on because all these rumors. Because we don't report on rumors here. Yep. So yes, this is what's going on with the Xbox Series X. Yep. In a blog post, Xbox head Phil Spencer focuses on a handful of key areas, mainly hardware power, viable rate shading, and ray tracing. Fancy stuff. An improved uh, quick resume function, or resume. resume. <laughs> I wish you had a quick resume function. Right. Like, hey, I have a job. <laughs> hey, Xbox, I have a job interview later. Can you just pl- plug one in? Put anything on it. I don't really care. <laughs> Thank you. An improved quick resume function yeah. and a brand new feature Microsoft is calling Smart Delivery. Smart Delivery. Uh, the hardware will boast 12 teraflops of GPU power, which Microsoft notes is twice that of the Xbox One X. That's a lot. Which is based on an AMD Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architecture. Yeah. A variable rate shading technique allows the, GP, the GPU to prioritize individual effects on specific game objects rather than focus on the entire screen. It will also sport hardware-based DirectX ray tracing. Uh, The post also confirms uh, solid-state drive storage and 120 frames per second support. Yeah. The quick resume resume (laughs) feature (laughs) promises to be faster without wading through load screens. Yeah. And now it can be used with multiple games at once. However, Smart Delivery, the new feature, is essentially cross-buy. Yeah. Letting you purchase a game once and play it on whatever is the best hardware available. This was probably the biggest story that came out of this whole blog post thing. Was that, yeah, uh, they're basically up here saying that, yeah, if you buy Halo Infinite um, this holiday and you don't have a Series X yet, you will get the Xbox One version of the game and be able to play it just fine. 
But if you ever do get a Series X in the future, you will not have to buy that game again. Because after basically the X, uh, Series X is out in the wild, all of those, at least the first party Microsoft co- uh, titles, just like Halo Infinite, you will automatically have a copy of that for the Xbox Series X as well. Like it will just be one copy for all versions. Now, do note that having a physical copy and a digital copy are two different things. Yeah. But, but Xbox or Microsoft has come out and said that the at new Xbox will be backwards compatible, and that right. is a main focus of it. Right. So yeah, uh, the, I guess this is a good like this is a good sign for people who maybe want to are a little hesitant about starting the next generation quite mm-hmm. yet. This allows you to play maybe a down slightly downgraded version of next gen games going right. forward. Or it allows you to uh, buy the most modern version of the game and also have a version for, say, your little brother's Xbox One. You know, whatever ends up being the case. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's interesting. It is interesting to see how it will play out. Yeah. And also it would be interesting to see if uh, third parties will do this as well. So far, this is not a... Uh, company mandate. It's not like they're forcing third parties to do this. It will mm-hmm. be completely opt-in. Right, but also do note that they have like 16 developers under their first party umbrella. <laughs> right, they're getting pretty large. So yeah, there'll be lots of third, uh, first party material for sure. Right, outside of just Halo and Gears. But what I'm saying is, is you can't guarantee that Assassin's Creed from Ubisoft is going to be uh, smart delivered. Right. There's no way of knowing whether they're going to play nice. Right. Or now, whether they're going to make you buy a separate Xbox Series X version. I wonder how this will integrate with, say, a PC game. Yeah, they weren't too clear about that. They tried to do this with Windows prior to yeah. this. Where if you bought a game on Windows, you could play on Xbox and vice versa. So I don't know if they will go that far. They'll probably be like the Xbox Series of, of consoles is a separate thing from a PC version of a game. But I don't know. Maybe that won't be the case for the stuff. I guess we'll see when we get specific games uh, being announced for specific platforms. Mm-hmm. We'll see that one. I wonder if you do only see like first party do that type of at like launch. Out, at launch outreach between yeah. all three. I would imagine that Microsoft will do it. I don't know if other developers will. Um, well, like I said, first parties. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will see because they will have a... Oh, uh, you don't have a date here for that. I don't. No. Um, they'll be talking to us soon about the Xbox Series. Well, we know that there X. will be at E3 in the summer, so we have that. Right. Uh, they uh, also have not pulled out it out of any of the major conferences that Sony has. Mm-hmm. So, so, for PAX example, East. since last week even, since the PAX East announcement, Sony also said that they were not going to attend GDC this year in San Francisco. Ah. Uh, so they pulled out of that, also citing uh, coronavirus concerns. So, uh, Microsoft presumably will be at all of these events in some form. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so we'll see. All right. Uh, let's move on, then, yeah. to... Also, I don't know if you saw this. This is more of a TV story, to rewind the clock a little bit. But there's some scuttlebutt about uh, some uh, people, some officials for the, uh, the Olympic Committee saying that there's a chance that if uh, things don't improve within the next three months on the coronavirus front... There is a sl- slim chance, but a chance nonetheless, of cancellation of the Olympics this year. Um, not cancellation. I they saw would move it. the quote said cancellation. No, because much like with the SARS, 
outbreak, they would move the Olympics. Yeah, they could. Probably to the U.S. Oh boy, Lord. Because they're yeah, the only thing. It's not locked down here though either. Right? No. Today, uh, Orange County and, the, and San Francisco County both put out like emergency. Yeah, but I'm right. just saying that the U.S. is like one of the biggest places to host any like sizable event on a quick notice yeah but i don't know we'll see we'll I mean, see what happens but yeah, yeah we'll see we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye out on what was it was it oh no it wasn't the olympics that was the uh 99 world cup yeah was what it was so i don't know what they'll do but yeah all eyes are peeled on dick pound uh sorry dick pound is the man from the olympic committee who uh, had that quote about put the possibility of it being canceled his name is dick pound uh, okay, you keep telling yourself that. No, his, that's his name. It's <laughs> Dick Pound. So if when so when he goes to like uh, France, uh-huh. does it get changed to Dick Euro? <laughs> <laughs> no. Or, or to come to the U.S., it's Dick Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Dollar. Stupid. Moving on. Uh, moving on. We gave you a tease last week about a <laughs> new Animal Crossing. We did uh, announcement, and hey. They delivered on us. Yeah, our special Animal Crossing correspondent is not here. They did not make it. But we have the news nonetheless for you. Yes, uh, they most likely will be here for <laughs> Animal Crossing Live. Yes, yeah, so Animal Crossing is, is out and in people's hands, we will have some feedback from our foremost Animal Crossing expert. Yes. But for now... For now, Nintendo aired a new Animal Crossing, colon, New Horizons... Nintendo Direct presentation last Thursday, which featured new information about the game, including what it's like to start out on a new island and what you can do. New Horizons will be the most customizable Animal Crossing game yet. Players will be able to choose where the community's island is located, meaning they can choose when they will experience certain seasons. Yeah, basically you're choosing a hemisphere. And whatever the hemisphere you choose to have your island in will determine your seasons. Ooh. So if you want it to be real life, you can have it be in your hemisphere. If you want it to be the opposite and want to pretend you're in a, an oceanic island off the coast of Australia, you can do that too. Can I just be like in Hawaii where it's the same season all year round? No. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, players also get to decide where to put the homes of the new villagers. And can even change the layout of their island by creating paths and rivers or removing hills. Mm -hmm. But only after obtaining the proper permits, as you do in real life. Just like real life. (laughs) The game will also feature a multiplayer party play feature where four separate players can play on someone's island together. The Verge reports. Yeah. This is neat uh, because, as we uh, mentioned briefly in a previous episode, there's only one island per console. Yes. So the way they're getting around this is kind of like the original GameCube game. You can have other uh, your friends live in your t- in your island by playing couch co-op with you. Okay. Yeah, that's how it's going to work. Huh. Um, each New Horizons island can provide a home for up to eight players and yeah. an undetermined amount of familiar game characters such as... Tom Nook, Kix, Gulliver, and 
Isabel. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot more that happened in the direct. We cannot go into all of it because mm-hmm. it would literally been like 15 paragraphs of information. Yes. It's 25 minutes of yeah. just animal Pure cross. info. So yeah, it seems like there's a lot more customization of how you decorate your houses. There's an, app, uh, an addition to the Nintendo mobile app that will allow you to import designs, t-shirt and uh, t-shirt poster designs from the previous mm-hmm. uh, Animal Crossing games into this game. There seems like there's so much for like the hard, most hardcore of hardcore Animal Crossing fans to love. So yeah, uh, this will be a, a real cool thing for the people who are into Animal Crossing. I've only played Animal Crossing, like I played the mobile version, I only played like yeah. actual, I think the GameCube version, in passing a handful of times. Yeah. So... I'm not, like, a whole hardcore Animal Crossing fan on this. Sure. That being said, I am very interested in what they're going to do with this. It seems really cool. And my plan is, is I'm probably not going to purchase it right away. I'm going to play um, a little co-op with the person that I know that is getting it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, kind of live the world vicariously through that and then, like, see whether or not something I want to own. Okay. But yeah, so um, I will definitely add feedback when this thing comes out. All right, sounds good. Our impressions. I mean, it, it comes out on the uh, March 6th? 8th. Or March 8th, I believe. Yes. Okay. So we'll have that in two weeks. Look forward to it. But before we get to that game, uh, Matt, I'm going to hand you a spatula here. Okay. Uh, I just have one line here randomly. Okay. Spatula. You know, as I do. So here's your spatula. Okay. And now tell me about house flippers. <laughs> it's not that kind of flipping. Oh, okay. Okay, let me prepare the bird over here away from screen. <laughs> All right. So a while ago, um, there was a PC game called House Flipper that came out. I saw some videos on the internet of it. It seemed 100% my shit. What I mean by that is this is literally a game where you get emails to go to somebody's house and they basically tell you what they need fixed or changed. And your job is to do a number of things basically to fill like whatever they need their job the job done. And this is literally just doing busy work around their house. Okay, is this a mobile game? No, it is a cons- it was originally a PC game. Now it's on consoles this week, which okay. is why I'm playing. I'm playing on a PS4. Okay. And basically there are a handful of things you can do and all kind of are based around basic things you would do to actually renovate a house in real life. Okay. So, for example, if there's a bunch of trash, you can pick up, like, one of your jobs is to pick up all the trash in the house. So this is done, like, literally just highlighting it and pressing the shoulder button to get rid of it. Because <laughs> if Don't you wish it was that easy in real life? Oh, uh, totally. Just go, like, boop, 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 and just get rid of trash? Yeah, I might throw out my shoulder button so, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, or you take your mop clean up some stains if there's stains all over it whether there be stains the carpet the walls the doors etc you're just waving your mop at it and magically cleans right oh the magic mop eraser wouldn't that be great so sometimes the jobs are this is just a mess please come and clean it sometimes the job is we have these installation places for radiators or sinks and we need somebody to come in and install so sometimes you'll have to go in a house and install a radiator, and that's literally as, as simple as buying it from your like tablet store, placing it on the thing, and then doing an assembly, kind of like that assembly, uh, symbol with care game I described. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. It's similar to that, where it's like, you, but even sim- more simplified than that. You don't have to know or figure out anything. It's not a puzzle. It's literally just, this part is glowing blue. Click on it for a while until it fits into place. <laughs> 
It is everything just simplified to where it's just busy work. Nothing, there's no puzzles, there's no challenge, there's no time limit. There's no, like, yeah, there's no, like, stress. It is literally just, here are a bunch of tasks. Sometimes you have to paint walls. You have to buy the paint, whatever color they want you to be. You have to dip your paint thing into the paint thing. You have to do this all physically. You have to dip it in. You have to paint, and you only paint, like, one stripe up and down at a time. You can get upgrades, however, the more you use these things to make all of these processes faster. Of course, you may be asking, but wait, if the whole idea, or if you're enjoying this game because it's super relaxing, do you want it to go faster? And my answer is kind of no. So I haven't been updating all that stuff, because <laughs> I want this experience to last as long as possible. But can't you do more stuff if you do it faster? Yes. And as the game goes on, your uh, tasks get more complicated and more complicated. So eventually you're getting to the point where you're combining a lot of these things. So at the beginning, some, somebody might just have you come to their uh, house just to clean up. Later, they'll need you to clean up, paint the walls, and redecorate the entire bathroom with like tile and like showers and installations and stuff. So I'm just starting to get into that part of the game. And this is all in order to save a bunch of money so you yourself can start flipping houses. Start basically actually buying houses on the market, renovating them, and flipping them to make more money. Yeah, okay. That's where this is all eventually leading. But at the beginning, at the onset, you're basically just responding to emails and doing these small little tasks. You're just being handyman before yeah. you flip it. And I love it. <laughs> I'm having so much relaxing fun with this game. Is it because you like accomplish things at a quick rate? There's a feeling rate? of accomplishment, for sure. But it also it tickles that part of my brain... The same part of my brain that, like, really enjoys a nice spreadsheet, <laughs> which is, like, which I know not everybody is like this, but I am. I just have one of those minds where I'm just, like, I'm at, like, peace when I, like, clear something completely or fill something completely. The like, Tetris effect. It makes me, yeah, it's the Tetris thing where it makes me feel good when something is either completely cleared or completely, like, when I'm able to, like, make a process from 1 to 100 and 100 to 1, regardless. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, and, like, this is filling that zone for me. So, yeah, it's going to probably replace Call of Duty for a little bit. Okay. as my, like, unwind game when I get home. And, yeah, I played it for, like, four hours yesterday when hmm. I, after I downloaded it because I just could not stop playing it. I was just like, this is just so... Yeah, like, if this all sounds mindless, it probably because it is. So I 100% get if this sounds like the most boring game you've ever heard out there. Understandable. But for me... I love it. Is this thing on the Switch? I do not know if there's a Switch version. I think they're currently... Because it sounds like something I would PS4 want on the Switch. PS4 and Xbox One. I want to say the PS4 version launched yesterday, and I think the Xbox One version launched today. Okay. I do not know if there's a Switch version planned. Also, it sounds more like something that I would enjoy on the Switch, where I can yeah. come home, pick it up, yes. throw something on TV, yes. and play this game. Honestly, this would be a really great Switch game. The only thing is is that it's surprisingly technically like like pretty impressive okay um but only at certain moments like when you're doing demolition when you're like breaking down a wall mm -hmm. it's actually pretty crazy how the physics engine works and like how the wall actually breaks up in realistic chunks because other than that it's not a very impressive looking game <laughs> i was gonna say what kind of, <laughs> what's the art style on this thing because i'm just, just imagining realistic. something like the Sims art style. No, it's not stylized at all. Okay. There's no. It's not stylized at all. It's basically just like this is a house. Okay. Yeah. 
This is just a house. This is rendered like a house. Huh. Yeah. And there's like a plethora of options, even though the game is basically telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. There's also some space for your own customization, too, because you do have your like little... You have your own house at the beginning of the game, which is kind of like this little like shack You're that's right. really run down. And so, yeah, in between doing jobs, you could spend some money and fix up your own place. I am opting not to do that because I'm saving money because, I, like I said, I know that there's some sort of grander thing later where I will need thousands of dollars. And so I'm not doing that. But I know that some people are probably going to walk into their house and be like, I need to do something about this and immediately want to change it. So, yeah, that's yeah. an option if you want. Now, you, because you haven't done this, I wonder if that by upgrading your house, you yeah. also, like, can get, like, multipliers on money. I wonder if there is some sort of mechanic like that. I wonder if there's, like, oh, upgrade your own house and you could sell that one and then that's how that starts. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Right now, I'm just having so much fun responding to emails and doing these tasks from these strangers that I haven't even thought about that. Right, because I know that is a very video game trope yeah. where but, yeah. you... Uh, where it wants you to restart the game in order to, uh-huh. like, get that... Now you do everything times two or times three. Yeah. yeah. And Maybe. so that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I don't know exactly how gamey this is because I think one of the coolest things about this thing is it's not very gamey at all. Beyond okay. the, um, like, leveling up of your abilities, that's the most gamey part of it. Okay. Like I said, everything else is, like, almost like... It's simplified, but at the same time, it makes you do stuff you don't think you need to. Like this paint thing. Like I like I told you, like you actually have to physically like go to the paint bucket, fill your thing with paint in order to continue painting. The worst example of this so far is tile. Tile construction. Mm-hmm. You have to first buy a thing of tiles. The thing of tiles only comes in like tens, right? Okay. So you have the thing of tile. When you buy it, you just put it, put it on the ground. You go into tiling mode in your tools. Then you have to physically move your cursor over to the tile tile pile, grab a tile, have your tile like a, a fixer and plaster in one hand, your tile in the other, and then put it on the wall. And again, it's like the paint; it's only one strip at a time. Mm-hmm. And then that tile is gone. Guess what? You have to buy. You have to pick up another tile physically, every single time. <laughs> so yeah, some people will look at that and be like. No, I'm never doing this. What is the upgrade coming? The car yeah. just when does it automatically. But that's the thing, is that unlike a mobile game where you'd be like, oh, I need that because there's going to be some sort of timer that's going to expire and I'm not going to be able to do anything for the rest of the day. Or another game would have had like a time limit on these challenges and be like, well, you have to get faster in order to beat the harder levels. But this is not that. And that's the important part here. That is just literally for... If you want it. The options to like make the game faster mm-hmm. is completely just optional. If you want to make the game faster, you don't have to do any of that. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. So I really like it. There's some weird stuff about sometimes where it's like hard to tell. Like you're going for a percentage of completions a lot of the time, and you'll need to clear out all the dirt, for example, if you, the assignment is clear out all the dirt. Sometimes it's not super clear where in the house that dirt is. So there's one uh, one thing that kind of sucks sometimes, because sometimes you're arbitrarily waving the mop at places yeah. to see if you got the last little bit of dirt. Yeah. Or, like, if you vacuumed the last cockroach. Yeah, there's cockroaches in this uh. game. Don't worry. There's an option in the menu that if you are afraid of cockroaches, it literally says this in a tooltip in the game. If you <laughs> have whatever phobia it is, they even mentioned the name of it. 
about cockroaches. Right. You can change all cockroaches to broken glass. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so that's uh, that's House Flipper. It's on PC, Xbox, and PS4. And uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> like I said, if it's on the Switch, I might check it out. Uh, who knows? Maybe. maybe. I, like I said, I, I could see them doing it, but I don't know right. if it technically is, 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 is ready. Yeah, so okay. that's, that's House Flipper. That's House Flipper. House Flipper. All right, did you yeah. play anything else? Some houses. No, that uh, that was pretty much it. I um, ended up taking some of my Pokemon Home Poke- Pokemon and put them back in Shield okay. to fill out some uh, Pokedex entries. So I think I'm 136 in uh, Pokedex total at uh, on Shield now hmm. with those additional ones. So I know I'm at okay. least 100. Yeah, I was just about catching 100 them. before this, and then, then I added that yeah. 36, I think, came from the... Sun and Moon and uh, Pokemon that I moved over. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's the thing remains terrible. But there are plenty of other resources on the internet. Just search Pokemon Home Bad and you'll see several headlines from this week from other sites that talked about how much of a pain it is transporting Pokemon over there and how the GTS is broken and how basically everybody hates this thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not us. That's not us. Yeah. I don't have... This is not the Pokemon podcast. I don't have time to really go into it. Right. Alright, but you do have time to plug us away. We do, because that is it for video games, and that is it for the Media Boat Podcast. Alright, so if you've enjoyed us... Which I know you did. Yeah, you did. Meh. <laughs> uh, you can come follow us on social media everywhere. Yeah, you can uh, find us all sorts of places. Uh, first of all, though, we should say that this is... Uh, this is um, a live show on YouTube. If you want to catch us next week with, uh, live, you can go to YouTube.com, search Media Boat Podcast. Uh, there you can like, subscribe, uh, click on the bell to get notifications when we go live. You can also hear our audio version of this podcast on those podcast services, including Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us. Social media, we're on Twitter. Our handle is Media Boat Cast. Our Facebook page, just search Media Boat Podcast on Facebook. You'll find our page. Comment there as well. You can find us on twitch.tv slash mediaboat, where we're playing video games every once in a while. You can find us on patreon.com slash mediaboat. There you can donate as little as a dollar a month. That small amount can help us make this show even better. Please consider donating money. It does cost money to host a podcast, so keep that in mind. And donate. Uh, and that'll do it. So I'll be it. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for another episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank be you, back. Thank you. Okay, bye. Cool.